0: Welcome to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast sponsored by Moda Fabrics. We have a terrific show filled with tips and tricks for you today. So let's get to it. Here's your host, Pat Sloan.
1: Welcome to American Patchwork and Quilting's podcast. I'm your host, Pat Sloan, and I am in Maysville, Kentucky, and I'm here to teach and do a talk at the quilt weekend that the Apron Strings Quilt Shop puts on, and they do this, I've been doing it for several years, and I have managed to capture Mary Honaker, who is the owner of the quilt shop, and she... Yes, so you're here. I got you for five minutes. How are you?
2: I am tired, but awesome. Thank you.
1: <laughs> so I just love this to be able to come back and talk with you guys again and and do some stuff. Tell me what goes on at your weekend. It's like a retreat almost. So yeah.
2: Weekend we Colt weekend has evolved over the years, but in its current status, what we do is we we bring in you know some nationally known speakers like yourself yeah. to teach to teach us and to you know just kind of share time with us All right. and uh we we do classes and we do mm-hmm. lectures, and then we also com- combine that with a quilt show mm-hmm. and have all of our regional uh, quilt makers bringing their beautiful works. Yeah, how many? Do you know how many pieces we're hanging
1: this year? There's, we have it seems like a lot.
2: We have uh, fifty six pieces upstairs, and then the Ohio River Valley Art Guild also has a one woman quilt show, uh-huh. and they are featuring one of our great customers, yeah. um, Shirley Fulton, mm-hmm. and she has over 20 quilts in there and and just the combination of the two in this beautiful historic building and in our Quaint River Town which is I, I, love Maysville. I'm not from Maysville mm-hmm. originally, but, you know, it's captured my heart <laughs> and I think it captures the heart of everyone that visits. Um. So you
1: got here as fast as you could, right? So Absolutely. now that you're here.
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: So the town itself is so darling. Um, it's an old town.
2: It is. It's, it's like something right out of a, a Norman Rockwell painting of sorts, you know? Yes. And the town, you know, the people have done a great job of, of keeping their history and and you know Mm -hmm. maintaining the beauty of the buildings and and you know with charm is both good and bad so there's some inconvenience with you know perhaps steps in some places that you'd rather you know not have but but (laughs) overall it's just it's a great it's a great town and the people are really friendly and and we love it here and
1: the quilt show um, we're in the Cox building, which is a beautifully restored... It's just gorgeous. My classroom was gorgeous. We had tons of space. It was so pretty. And your shop is just down the street from this historic building.
2: Right. We're about two yeah. two two and a half blocks. Yeah. And our blocks are a little smaller, so if, <laughs> if you're from the city and you're thinking city blocks, it's yeah. maybe a five-minute walk, uh, right. so not too bad at all.
1: Yeah. And your shop was featured in the Quilt Sampler, American Patchworks uh, magazine series that they do a couple what last year in fall 2017 edition of uh, quilt sampler so everybody can go get their issue out and you can see the darling apron strings quilt shop it right. is so cute thank you we're yes.
2: the everything aqua in our shop yes <laughs>
1: yeah well i took some pictures today i'm like oh my gosh i just want to i wish i lived really close so i could come all the time oh, to your shop thanks so much <laughs> yeah i know you're super busy with all still running everything this is you know the wrap up day. So I'm gonna let you go. Well but thanks so much for talking with me. Yeah, thank you, Mary. I'm gonna take a little break. Be right back.
3: Quilting tip brought to you by Moda Fabrics. Visit ModaFabrics.com or your local quilt shop to see the latest fabric collections. Use paint to create a larger-than-life chalkboard wall in your sewing space. You can use it to keep track of current project information and shopping lists. Bonus, batting scraps work perfectly as erasers.
4: Get six issues of American Patchwork and Quilting a year delivered right to your door. Each issue is packed full of quilting patterns, how-to techniques, and tips and tricks from the editors and designers. And right now, we have a special deal for all of our podcast listeners. Visit allpeoplequilt.com slash deal to subscribe and enter coupon code PODCAST at checkout to get 60% off your subscription. Find the link in our show notes. You don't want to miss out. Are you a good starter of projects but not the best finisher? Have you amassed a large collection of UFOs or unfinished objects? Join our private Facebook group to be supported by a community of quilters all working to finish their projects. Search for the American Patrick and Quilting UFO Challenge on Facebook to get started.
1: So I've managed to... um Find Shirley Fulton, who is the guest artist for the Ohio Valley River... Uh, Art, Guild, Art is, Guild is the Art Guild, so Shirley is here with me, and I've snagged you in between yes, all of yes, your yes. guests. And your lovely daughter is here, who is going to just uh watch over the table in case people have questions. How many quilts do you have displayed? Twenty-four. Twenty-four, and they're here for the entire month in the cost yes, building. For the
0: entire, we had a grand opening the first Friday. Yeah,
1: and they served wine and hors d'oeuvres. And oh, how fun! We
0: had a lot of people that came through every every month. It'll be a different
1: mm-hmm. display. And will you come every weekend, or is this your only time to actually be here with it? Because you're a busy person. You yes. have other things to do. With
0: this. <laughs> yes, I was here opening weekend. This, oh, okay. This building is only open like on Tuesday and Thursday through uh, Saturday. Oh, okay. When you can have a volunteer to be here with ah, yeah. with the work. With it's the all work, yeah. volunteer work. Yeah. We have a gallery downstairs. Yes, okay. Okay. When the volunteers are here, the doors are open. Right. Okay. Yeah. And if there's not someone here to, to protect the works.
1: Right. Right. It'll be locked. Well, let's just take. I'm going to just grab you for like a minute, and let's just walk over. And um, there's there's so many beautiful quilts. You've. Um, when did you start quilting?
0: Um. Probably my first quilting was done when my grandmother set me down in the porch swing and handed me a bunch of my 4-H projects that she had cut up into an improved nine patch. And I did it as long as she wanted me to, but that was too boring for me. And then in 1995, I found a book at Barnes & Noble that said machine quilting. Mm. So I said, if I can do it with the pedal to the metal and with my machine, I might make a quilt. And then my daughter wanted a quilt to take to college with her in the dormitory. Uh But she didn't want to take Grandma's quilt.
1: Right, okay. It's too precious. Uh, Yes,
0: but once you have slept under a quilt, Mm -hmm. you can't sleep under anything else. So I got that book, and I grabbed a bunch of scraps out of a bucket of scrap pile, and I read the book, and I didn't have the right kind of a foot.
1: Okay. needed
0: a special kind of foot, and I Mm -hmm. didn't have that. So I took a paper clip. And I bent the paper clip and made a jumper foot out of a paper clip. And this was my first attempt at free motion quilting just
1: reading a book. That's darn good. You did darn good. Oh, is this yeah. your quilt? All of these are quilts. All of my
0: these are, yeah. are. I love that, that, that is-
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you Well Shirley, come over here a minute with okay. me And uh, you, you know, your um, journey in quilt making You've made a lot of different styles of pieces I thought maybe you could tell me about one other piece that you have here in the gallery Maybe something that has a story that's meaningful to you Or something fun, or just a challenge maybe you met um, When trying to make one of these Because you have a lot of different styles The hen party. The hen party. It's amazing. The hen party. And they're peacocks.
0: Yes, they're all peacocks. I was at the Paducah Quilt Show, and I discovered this bundle of fabric fat quarters, and it was batiks. And Mm -hmm. I had never seen batiks before. Oh, wow. Wow. And driving home from Paducah when my sister was driving with me looking at these batiks yeah. <laughs> and drooling, I said, these batiks are shouting to me that they want to be peacocks. Uh-huh. And it took me three years to come up with the design. Mm-hmm. Uh, the grandmother's fan really talked to me about peacocks too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to do a lot of math. Mhm To get the blades to lay down flat, so this is actually the third time that I oh, created wow. that quilt.
1: you were determined, yes, yeah, you I, had a vision. well, I <laughs>
0: wanted to get into the Paducah quilt show,,
1: ah. so
0: this is my one attempt at a competition quilt, uh-huh, and it was way too much like work,
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so the, the one of the challenges that I had on this quilt was. I created this lovely quilting design on my computer in Corel Draw. Mm-hmm. And then after I spent all this time, I wondered, how on earth am I going to mark <coughs> the quilt? So it took me three days to figure out how to run water-soluble stabilizer through my inkjet printer. <coughs> Excuse me. So that I could print wow. it on my printer. Wow. And then I, I took... Avery's laminating plastic. Yeah. And I I stuck the water-soluble stabilizer to it and ran it through my printer and then pinned it to the quilt. Holy cow. (laughs) And then did all of my quilting with gold thread.
1: It's it's beautiful.
0: There's $80 worth of gold thread in that quilt. I can believe it. It's heavily quilted. Then you wash the... uh, And each one of the little peacock heads is thread painting, where they took a day to make.
1: (coughs) Wow. Yeah, Yeah, let's look at the other side. We're actually standing on the back admiring the gold thread. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that
0: was a whole
1: day Mm -hmm. of of sewing to get the peacock heads made. Yeah. Well, it is an astounding piece, and I just love that you were so determined, that like you had a vision, and that you made it more than once to you know try to oh, get that the shape, what exactly what to you have the, the blades of the peacock, and tails. it's got dim- dimension because you've got like little I
0: don't feathers. know feathers,
1: feathers, yeah, and then on the end you've rooched all this. This oh. is
0: totally renegade. Mm-hmm. I am a renegade quilter. I saw this fabric. At is that maybe, velvet? It's it's a. It's a house
1: coat fabric. fabric. <laughs> sure, sure. No, really? House coat? Oh my goodness. Well, it yeah, is. It, no, it's perfect. It was just perfect. It's the perfect for the color peacock. and the shimmer.
0: Yes, yeah. it, it, it was a peacock fabric. Now right. you will find my double wedding ring. The applique on that double wedding ring is fleece. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'm a renegade.
1: <laughs> if I
0: think it can be done and yeah. I can find something to do it, I'm going to do it.
1: Well, Shirley, this has been so fun. I loved uh, sitting at dinner with you the other night. I had a ball. Yeah, And then seeing all your amazing pieces. I mean, how wonderful to have it displayed. Thank you for having some time for me. Oh, well, thank you for coming by. Yeah. I love you. Oh, <laughs> you're so sweet. I'm going to take a break, folks, and then we'll be right back.
3: tip brought to you by Moda Fabrics. Visit ModaFabrics.com or your local quilt shop to see the latest fabric collections. Cut leftover binding into one and a half inch long pieces and use them as leaders and
5: enders. Hi, I'm Jody Sanders, group editor of American Patchwork and Quilting, and I'd like to invite you to join me in making pillowcases to make a difference. For people who love to sew or quilt, it's so easy to lift spirits and bring smiles to hospitalized kids, homeless families, and others who are in need. Simply join American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine's One Million Pillowcase Challenge. Make one, two, or more pillowcases and donate them in your local community. You will make a difference with every pillowcase that you donate. Join the movement today. Find complete details, download free patterns, and record your donations online at allpeoplequilt.com
4: slash million pillowcases join the annual american patchwork and quilting quilt along along with thousands of other quilters visit allpeoplequiltcom people slash quilt along to choose your favorite project and get the pattern then get sewing share photos of your progress on social media using the hashtag apq along to join the fun
1: welcome back to American patchwork and quiltings podcast I'm Pat Sloan I'm doing most of the segments for this show on the road when I'm out traveling and visiting locations to teach and give talks so I just came back from Shipshawana quilt festival in Shipshawana Indiana this festival uh, has been going on for 10 years and And it was so much fun. I have actually heard about Chihuahua. I don't know, almost since I started quilting. When um, I got involved with internet groups, I was doing the Dear Jane quilt, which is a reproduction of a Civil War quilt. And the online communities at that time were really uh, interested in getting together in person, and one of the places that they always went to was Shipshawana so I knew you know I knew of it I knew the quilters went there, but I really didn 't know all the facets and everything that um, it offered and exactly what what is it you know is it a town is it a resort you know what is it so we were very lucky to have been invited to give several talks and to teach a class and to um, hang out in the Yoder Department Store slash fabric center uh in the town. This uh festival uh has been uh organized by Yoder Department Store and local businesses and many of um, the industry people that I work with, such as um Mota Fabrics who sponsors our show and Orophil Thread and you know all kinds of people. So what goes on? So basically this is a town that is set up for events, you know, so there are several event centers, there's um, theaters, because the town actually hosts an enormous amount of music, so there's loads and loads of music fests that go on here. Uh, The downtown area has all these darling little shops, you know, really cute, lots of super cute merchandise. Um, there is the Yoder's department store, which has lots of things, including a huge fabric, uh, what quilt shop, huge quilt shop. Then there is a, um, a sewing machine company that's, uh, right across the way that's associated with them. Basically, Andre Yoder is the owner of Yoder's department store and his, um, his mother used to own the smaller quilt shop, which is a, sew- a lot of sewing machines and batiks in there. Uh, and she uh, s- retired, and so he runs that as well. So it was really fun. There's some other fabric around in town. There's um, Amish markets. It is a large Amish community, so there are lots of, you know, people living their everyday lives there. Uh, the other interesting thing about the town is on Wednesdays. If you're there on Wednesday, there is a huge um, farm, uh, a market for the the sort of the back end of farming, where they bring the cows and the hogs and they do all of that stuff. And so there's there's a lot of um, busyness on Wednesdays, where all of these people are bringing in their uh, animals and their livestock. Uh, for these um, auctions. So there are other types of auctions that go on there as well. What I thought was really interesting was how they had it all set up. There's different buildings. So if you've ever been to a show like Paducah or a few others where there's multiple buildings, I used to go to one in Williamsburg, Virginia, that was in multiple buildings. So they're all very close. So you don't have to go very far to get from one to the other. But they are um, not, like, right next door for the most part. There's hotels and there's restaurants. So let me tell you about the quilt show part of this. It runs from Wednesday through Saturday. And there is a show with competition and vendors. I was very impressed with the level of quilts entered in this show. There is prize money. And there was a whole variety. I was so excited to see a splendid sampler. No, yeah, no, there was not a splendid sampler. There was dear Janes there were several dear Janes, but there was also a solstice quilt. Uh, and I got to meet the maker. Yay, it was so exciting to be there when she stopped by. And that was my design, the sew-along at I Love to Make Quilts. So, you know, there was just a huge variety. It was more artsy type of things and then more traditional type of of quilts hanging in the show. Uh, several of my designer friends were there. Um, Missy Carpenter was there. And um, I also saw Nancy Scott, uh, several um, of the vendors I knew from having met them over time. Uh, Beverly Neff um, was somebody, you know, Neff's Country Loft. I've, you know, been out to her place, known her for years and years. So this was the quilt show portion of it, and you could go in and, you know, just like any quilt show, see the quilts, um, the vendors, and then they had um, presentations. So there was sort of ongoing presentations in the that part of the show. So you could go in and just watch a small demo. Um, a lot of the vendors, of course, were doing demos, too. So that part was, was really neat to be able to see how they do things and talk to them about techniques and get tips. Now, the uh, other parts of the show, there were many, many lectures. I believe there were five of us teaching and giving talks at this particular year. So we had Jenny Byer, Kay England, Robbie Eklow, Claudine Hausman. So all of us uh, were there doing classes, plus there were some other classes. or other people doing like half-day classes. So I did one full-day class. Uh, many of them uh, did a full-day class. Plus we got to uh, give talks. So the... Like I said, this has a lot of music that goes on in this town, like you know bands, <laughs> that kind of music. So they have gorgeous facilities. The um, place that I gave the talk in was the smaller theater, where they actually do plays as well. So you can go and see a play there, uh, and it has smaller venues for the um, for the the talks. What I liked is, uh, the opportunity I had to work with a very professional sound, uh, system, uh, which was something I don't usually get to do. I don't usually get to go and give a talk in a, in a, on a stage set up for music. So there was these really great sound boards and my husband, Greg, the shipping department, for those of you who know him like that, He sat back there with the sound guy because he's an electronics geek. You know, he likes all that stuff. He used to do sort of sound stuff uh, many, many years ago. So there was this board plus, you know, I would be talking in the middle, then there were screens on either side so that everybody could see my slides. You know, it was really, really nice. Of course, all the seats were comfy. Everybody had a really good seat. Um, there was no bad seat in the house. <laughs> so that was fun. All of all, all the quilt talks were given in this facility, um, which was a part of the restaurant. So there's like a restaurant downstairs and a bakery that was to die for absolutely yummy stuff in the bakery. And then upstairs was that theater. Now, the classes were given over in a different hotel, which a lot of people stayed in. So there were sort of two main hotels right in town. There may have been a third. Um, uh, so the one with the all the workshops had big beautiful rooms tons of space comfy chairs mine had floor to ceiling the whole length of the room windows so we were able to look out and have this and it was a little overcast the day I taught so it didn't get hot or anything the room was just fabulous so that was just um so fun to be able to have a really excellent facility to do a workshop in. And my students were great. We had such a fun time. We were doing, uh, scraps. We were u- showing them ways that I use scraps and you know, sort of differently and not your standard thing. Now, in between all of this, over at the Yoder's department store, they were hosting um, a lot of things. So, in the quilt, the big quilt shop area, there were stations set up for demos, and also for people like me to come and just be with our quilts and our books and our fabrics and talk about them. So you got to go over there any time during the day, and there was always somebody doing demos. I believe there was the AccuQuilt uh, demo running, like, every day, like, uh, continuously. Like, so somebody was working that. And then on um, Friday, I know, I don't know if it was there the first day. I don't know what day they set up, but the Quilts of Valor people set up an entire station so that you could come in. They had blocks ready so that you could work on blocks that would be sewn into Quilts of Valor quilts. They were super organized. These um, workers were fabulous. They had sewing machines set up, and it was sort of out in the hallway, so there was plenty of room. This um, department store has a big, wide hallway with um, sort of one side has fabric and uh, clothing part of the department store and there's a big white hallway and on the other side was more of the um, gardening and you know and and all of those kind of things so that was over over there it was just incredible I was so lucky to be asked to do this and I met so many people oh I forgot there's one more thing they do they do something called schoolhouse and uh, it sold out like the first morning that they opened it up. But this is a whole series of talks. And so that is going on as a separate event that you sign up for. And it's, uh, it was so popular. People came in and told me you know how much fun they had. And that is in one another particular building that has it just on the one day. So that is sort of my recap of Shipshawana Quilt Fest. You can find out about it at ShipshawanaQuiltFest.com. So when you go there, you can see um, what's coming out next year. You can sign up for the email um, so that they will notify you. It's a great trip, and if you um, like to camp yay for campers there's tons and tons of rv parking and rv campsites i i met so many people that that's what they were there for they were there for camping you know and then they found the quilt show or vice versa they knew they were coming to the quilt show so they decided to go camping it's a great event i'm really pleased to be able to have um, been to a couple of these um, unique events this year and be able to tell you about them i'm pat sloan and we're going to take a break and i'll be right back
3: quilting tip brought to you by Moda Fabrics. Visit modafabrics.com or your local quilt shop to see the latest fabric collections. Secure the tool used to change your sewing machine foot to the side of your sewing machine with a hook and loop dot. It's always at hand when you need to make a foot change. We know our listeners love a good deal. We have a special offer just for our podcast listeners. Get 50% off a downloadable pattern of your choice in our online shop. Visit apqshop.com, add a digital pattern to your cart, and enter coupon code PODCAST at checkout. Then get quilting.
5: Visit our show notes for more details. We've been doing the American Patchwork and Quilting podcast since 2011. That's a lot of shows. Search for guests, listen to past episodes, and read quotes from the show on our website. You'll even find a special welcome video from our host, Pat Sloan visit us at allpeoplequilt.com slash podcast.
1: Welcome back to American Patchwork and Quilting's podcast. I'm Pat Sloan, and I thought to wrap up this segment of different types of chats. I would do one on something that I'm thinking about personally for my own work and then tell you a little bit about my next Wednesday. So along this coming up and, uh, so you can get involved and play along. So, you know, I have, I read a lot of things um, that are not quilt things, you know, because I'm a business owner, so I read stuff. And I'm always trying to find ways to sort of, um, you know, make things easier for myself because I run a lot of projects. My first life, for those of you who aren't aware, is that my first career was 20 years in computers. So I did software development and I ran very large software projects with lots of staff. And that's a very specific kind of workflow. Um, and then when I started this business now with um, my husband, Greg, when we started this design business, it's a different kind of work. Um, you know, there's just me and him and I run lots of fun things. Uh, we've been doing this for 18 years full time is our small family business and I've been Accumulating projects and tasks and I run a lot of things for other companies and I have a lot of business partners and then I, you know, create a lot of different quilts. And when I do those, we do sew alongs, we do all this fun stuff. Well, in the beginning, when I first had my business, uh, I was a, a quilter like you and so I used to make quilts, and I would finish them, or pretty much finish them, and then when I started my business, I, you know, did the same thing, because I really didn't, you know, when you start, you don't have as much to do as you do later when you start a business, so I would still finish things. Eventually, I didn't, and eventually, I ended up with lots of projects that are in stages, stages of completion, Um, Many of you like to call these unfinished objects or UFOs. And so I went ahead and took a look the other day. Because actually and honestly I was looking for something. And in looking for something I found bins of quilt tops. Like bins. I must have at least 15 quilt tops from different projects. And some of them have been around quite a while. I have a few quilts about six or seven that need binding just binding and I have a group of quilts that are sort of in motion they have like some quilting on them and they need to be finished or they are almost tops but they're not quite and then of course I have projects I haven't started yet that I'm saving for someday <laughs> just like you right saving them for someday Well, I was, I'm reading a book that my friend Debbie Brown recommended, which is, um, it's an organization book. So for those of you who like that kind of thing, I'll put a link on my website. It's called everything in its place. Uh, and it's about how, um, the, how chefs work chefs in a, in a professional kitchen and probably any type of kitchen after reading this, it is so fascinating. It's fascinating. But what they did is the author of this is Dan Charnas and he wrote about how to take some of the principles that somebody who has to cook a lot of meals very effectively and deliver them on time uh works and how you can take sort of take that workflow and bring it out into your regular life because, honestly, you know, how many of us are cooking, you know, 500 meals a night? Uh, we're not. That's just not what we do. But the things that, that they do to be able to accomplish that are fascinating. Fascinating to me. One of the key items that I read was about mental clutter. Uh, mental clutter is something that's sort of sticking there bothering you so you know how this feels that is your unfinished project your unfinished project that calls your name and says you know I'm still here you didn't finish me you still like me but why are you not working on me why are you starting new stuff and you're not finishing this and it takes up mental space it takes uh it makes us tired actually. Uh, and the way the book talked about this made me re- realize that that was the case for me right now, is I actually have uh, this whole group of quilts that need binding that are sitting where I can see them, pretty much. They're stacked. I showed you a picture of the one day of them and I'm like, that's mental clutter. That's telling me, you know, then, and I want to have them done. So why aren't they done? Well, they're big. Okay, so I started looking at that. I thought, why haven't I finished them? They're big, which means it's going to take me a little while to trim them, and I have to make all the bindings because none of them have binding yet, which is not a big deal, but when you've got six quilts sitting, six big quilts sitting there, it's kind of... Um, you know, mentally, you're like, uh, I'll do it later. So, I am going to take them and work on them in August. I think August will be a fabulous month for that. I have finished up a lot of one-time only projects. So that, and I have new things coming up, of course, but these sort of, I had a, a massive group of things that just had to be, all be done at the beginning of July. And then I went away to, to, um, teach out of town for almost two weeks. Back back-to-back to back events. Back to back to back events. And so that meant, uh, now, when I get back and when, in, in August of this year, I'm going to start getting those out and trimming them. And I'm gonna have a plan. Because one of the things about this book that they talk about is having sort of having a plan, but getting everything ready. So that made me also think about how we work as quilters. Many of you, I'm not really one of them, but many of you will take a project and cut it, cut up all the pieces so that you could just sit down and sew. So you might have a couple sessions to get everything cut for the project. And then you can just sit and sew it, which is super effective, rather than cut a little bit for one block, sew the block. Go back cut a little bit, read the directions again because it's been a couple of days or a couple of weeks, you don't remember the directions, cut again, sew a block. If you're in that mode, it's not very effective. You waste a lot of time. You might enjoy it, and if you do, that's so good, but if you're like looking at a way to move some things forward that you have, planning is good. So I'm thinking about this. If I have about seven quilt tops, okay, okay. I keep saying five, six, seven. I don't know. I have to go count them. I'm going to say seven for the rest of the time. So if I get all the bindings made at once, then I trim them all at once. It's kind of assembly line. Make the labels. I'll do my triangle labels, which are not hard. Those are super easy. I got just a, dis- a square, fold it in half, put it in the corner. I got a tutorial on my tutorial page. Super easy. So if I do all that. Then I can stack them ready to sew the bindings on. And I'll do all the bindings by machine. Um, and I'm going to prioritize so that I do the one that I want done first, first, uh, to motivate me. Because my birthday quilt is still sitting there. And I just would love To get that on and it is the biggest one that's sitting there so I need to and and I'm not sure like what color binding I wanted so if I get all that resolved that's a, a blocking point for getting that finished the size the color the doing so I will get all of those in motion I'm not so much setting an exact deadline but I absolutely want to have them all all the bindings done labels made and trimmed by the end of August and the bonus will be actually getting some of the bindings on because I have other work I mean this is sort of my um fun work (laughs) putting bindings on you know that many quilts fun work but that's what it is so that's my goal and my thoughts about getting something out of my mental clutter so that I'm not seeing it sitting there. Next, later on, I will tackle the tops because with tops I have to figure out do I actually still want that quilt? Do maybe I need to gift the top to somebody who will quilt it and enjoy it? Uh, If I do want it, then I need to put in motion to cut the backings and get them either quilted myself or most likely I will send them to the spa and let uh, Cindy and Dennis quilt them. So that is my thoughts on mental clutter for this very specific thing. Getting some of those almost finished projects off of our mental list. Because that means we feel good about having fun and starting new. So I'm hosting Merry and Bright which is my free Wednesday Christmas sew-along. It's a Christmas theme this time. My free Wednesday sew-along is one very, very easy block uh, on Wednesdays. Pa- mostly patchwork, but there is a little applique every so often. They're usually 12, 9 or 12 inches, depending on uh, which, you know, this is my fourth one. I've done the solstice. I've done... Um, grandma's kitchen and in the summertime so there's always a theme the block does not necessarily look like the theme it but there's a story I tell a story and then you reminisce and tell your stories and it's just a lot of fun it's a way to create something by easily you know I'm all about easy for the Wednesday so long and I build them as I go Maybe it's not ideal, but it's how it works right now. Is that I am designing it often? Maybe the block just the day before, so I work with a bundle of fabric. So I have the link here. It's uh, on my I love I love to make quilts dot com slash Mary and Bright. That's the and you can just find the link. Just go to I love to make quilts dot com. But Mary and Bright will be. Uh, very easy blocks and there might be some repeats from my previous ones so that it's just a fun fun way to hang out with each other and make a Christmas quilt. Now if you don't want Christmas you can do any other fabric that you love. You can pull from your stash but I show you what I'm using and there's tons of super cute Christmas fabric out right now. So we're going to have a great time and I hope that you join me and at my website you can sign up for notices, which every time the block is released, you'll get an email for the notice. And that's right at the top. So I'm Pat Sloan. Thank you for joining me on this eclectic show uh, of my travels and then sort of my thoughts on getting rid of some of our mental clutter in our quilt in our quilting. I will see you at my online group at Facebook, Quilt Along Along with Pat Sloan, (laughs) and chat with you next time. Bye-bye. Hi,
0: all, and thanks for listening. If you love the American Patchwork and Quilting podcast, please subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to rate and review the show. It helps other quilters find us. Have a creative week.